Today's share in the Dirshu Mishnah Brura Yomi program is Dat Kuf Ches Omid Aleph. And we're in the second volume of Mishnah Brura, in the middle of Simon Reish Beis, which deals with the halachos of what bracha to make on fruits and fruit juices and fruits that have been soaked in water. And that's what we learned yesterday in Sif Yud Aleph. We began this Sif yesterday, the Mechaber had pointed out that if you soak raisins or figs in water, so that water that you drink is you make a shahakol on it. And this is true even according to the rush. As we explained yesterday, your yotze, at least bidyevit, according to the rush, whenever you make a shahakol on anything, so certainly over here too, where there is this machlokis. And that's what we learned yesterday. And we pick up with the machaber today, and he writes, in the top line of Kufches and Aleph. But the bracha that you make afterwards, now you got a problem. There's a sophic over here, should you make him mevarach bari nefashos, if this is not a fruit of the Zayin Minim, so then on fruits you make a bar nefashos, but this is grapes, or this is raisins, or figs, so then in this situation it's from the Zayin Minim, and you would make an Allah Eitz on it afterwards. So he brings down, so in this situation, while you may make a shahakol beforehand, but now you have a suffix, should you make a bar nefashos, or a mivarach baracha achas mein shalosh karash, or the rush says you should really make a bar pre on it, so therefore the proper bracha afterwards would be a alo eitz fial priya eitz. So here you got no way to get around it. The bracha rishon, as we pointed out yesterday, a person can be yotze bid the evid for an eitz by making a shakol in the varo. But here, you don't have that ability, as we pointed out at the end of yesterday's shir. A bari nefashos cannot be motzi a person from his obligation that he should have made an ala eitz val eitz, and vice versa. An ala eitz val eitz cannot be motzi a person if he was supposed to make a bari nefashos. And therefore the Mechaber tells us, V'lochein, yare shamayim, a person who is a God-fearing Jew, lo yishte ele bito chasuda, a person to get around any such suffix, if he's a God-fearing individual, will not eat this water, drink this water that had raisins or figs soaked in it, unless he's eating it as part of a meal, when he's already going to be obligated in making a brachachrona that will be exempting him from making a specific brachachrona on this suffix entity. Mr. Brewer in Sivkot Nun Vav explains why this is not a problem. The Bebir Chasamazon, if he has to make a Bebir Chasamazon, for example, he had it in the middle of the meal, so that's Poteras, Brocha Shalachrem. Whether he had to make Bein Shetia Me'en Shalosh, Bein Shetia Bar Nefashus Rabos. Whatever Brocha Chroni he would have had to make, that's the Sophic over here, is it an Ala Eitz or Priya or is it Bar Nefashos? So if he's partaking, this is part of the meal, so in Bebir Chasamazon, which he's obligated to make because of the meal that he's eating, will exempt either of these two Brochos Achronos, and therefore that gets around the so that's eight to number one. The Chavetz Chaim in the Bir Halacha Dibra Masku Besol Chasuda says, "Rotz Lomer." He's telling us over here, "The Lo Yitzdarch Levracha Chron." You won't have to make a separate Bracha Chron over here because the Bir Chasamazon Potrasu, as we just explained. However, our Bracha Rishona, the initial Bracha, which is a Shahako Yitzdarch Lekuliyama, he still has to make it over here, even though we've already learned in Simon Kunf Ayin Dalid, that many postings say that you don't have to make a bracha separately, of course, on water that you drink during the meal. However, this is not considered water. It doesn't really have the shame mashke. That's the whole locus over here. It's called the rotav ha-peiros. It's like the gravy or the sauce of the fruit. And this is no different. It's as if the hevu kipeiros besoch the linear bracha. And it's like having a fruit in the middle of the meal, which is not a normal standard part of the meal, and you have to make a separate bracha on it. And therefore... You still would have to make a bracha rishon over here, but as we pointed out already, that's not a problem. You make a shahakal and a yotzei bidyevet, even according to the rush. 
Alternatively, the way to get around the problem of the Baruch HaKronah, the Mechaber tells us, he continues, O Yochal Pri Mi Shiva Minim, you can eat a fruit from the Shiva Minim, and in the Bir Halacha, the Chavetz Chaim in Dibur HaMaskel, Pri Mi Shiva Minim says, this would apply even if you would taste a little bit of the Tzmukim, or the Te'enim Gufa, that would be fine as well, to eat a little bit of the fruit that was soaking in this water, so eat a little bit of the raisin or the fig that was soaking, and the Gam Yishte Mayim, and also have water. In this way, you're obligated to make both the Barin of Farshos as well as the Bracha Rasmein Shalosh. This is assuming, of course, that you're not benching over here, you didn't have bread. So, in this situation where you're drinking the Rotav, this water that had been soaking in it, the raisins or the figs, so go take a bite of raisin or fig or some other fruit that requires a Bracha of Alo Eitz Priya Eitz and go drink something that requires a shahako for sure, that would require a burying of fashos on it, and in this way, you'll make the aloetz v'alpriyetz and the burying of fashos on that item, and miman of shoch, you'll be yotze with this water, whether it was the burying of fashos or the aloetz v'alpriyetz, since you're making both of them anyway, you'll be yotze in that, fa- in that fashion. The Chovetz Chaim in Bir Halacha Di Ramasu Yishtemaim says, "Of course, we're talking about here that you some make that you're thirsty for the water. Because if you're not thirsty for the water, you're just drinking it over here without any thirst. So then you wouldn't make any bracha on it, and it wouldn't require a bracha achrona." And he says. In the next Dibra Masku, Brocha Achasmein Shalosh, the Chavetz Chaim says, Look at the Prima Godim Shemitzadi Divarach Hamein Shalosh Kodim, the Chashuva. When you have to make both an Aloetz Shalpriates and a Barin of Fashos, you should always make the Aloetz Shalpriates first because that's a more Chash of a Bracha, and then subsequently make the Barin of Fashos. So this is the second eight over here to get around the Sophic of Brocha Achrona. Mechaber concludes and he says, If the person separated this water from the raisins and the figs that were soaking in it. So now he has just the water without the raisins and figs anymore in it. So then, now we don't call this raisin water, raisin water, we now call it wine. Now you make a bar priyagofen on it. And at the conclusion of it, you definitely make an achagefen v'apriyagefen. Now, the Mechaber qualifies this and he says, That's when the raisins over here have a certain moistness to them. They certainly have liquid still inside of them. That if you were to crush them, then this liquid, this dvash, would come out over here from the raisin. In this situation, when you soak it, so then it's called wine. Rains of wine. Avo. But if you were to press this, it was so dried out, and and nothing would come out of it, then lo, then it's not called raisin wine, then it's called zeya ba'alma, then it's just called some secretion or some uh, liquid over here that you would make a shahakalon according to everybody. The Mishtabur in Sivkot and Zayin explains, via Mashach, if you drew out the water and separated it from the raisins that were soaking in this water. Pirish, he explains, this is what the Mechaber is telling us over here. That which we compared over here, the raisins and the figs, that's when you had the fruit still present in this water. In this situation, it still has the status of being like a soup or a gravy that the raisin or the fig is producing. When you take the water and separate it from the raisins, now this water is no longer called raisin water with raisins in it, but it's now called raisin wine. And everybody would agree, now you have raisin wine over here, which is a regular bari 
Mishnah Bur continues and he says, "Vidas Amogin Avram." The opinion of the Mogin Avram, the Lav Dafka B'Mishicha Nasiyain. It's not only the physical separation over here of the raisins and the water that makes it called raisin wine. Elafilu Kishim Oravim. Even if you still were to leave the raisins inside over here, this water, Kol Shiron if your intention when you put the raisins in this water was not to eat the raisins, but it was eventually to eat this liquid over here, to drink this liquid, and you were soaking the raisins for the purpose of getting the liquid out of the raisin into this water, and your whole purpose over here, you'll discard the raisins eventually and not eat them, but your purpose is to drink this raisin-flavored water, then... Even then, if you were to drink from this beverage over here while the raisins were still in it, din yayin yeshlo. The Morgan of Ram says it's not the physical separation over here that's the critical factor, it's your intention. And if your intention was to drink this beverage as raisin wine, so even if the raisins are still in it, you would make a bori priyagofen on it. Not like the simple reading over here of the Mechaber was that you literally had to separate the raisins from the water. However, the Mogin Giborim explains it literally the way we said it, that it's only when you separate the raisins over here from this raisin-soaked water, the dafka bishemoshach, you have to actually do this separation. And the Chavetz Chaim in the Sharetzion, Os Samed Ches, brings down that this is also the opinion of the Olas Tamid, exactly like the simple reading over here, and this is also the Loshon of the Lavush. However, he adds, that is the Mogin Kiborin adds, We're talking here about where it didn't soak for three days. And therefore, In this situation, it doesn't have the status of wine yet. In regards to making a bar Goffin, unless unless you then separated it. So over here, you must separate it if it's been soaking for less than three days in order for it to have the status of being raisin wine to make a bar Goffin on it and not to have it anymore called the marak or the rotav, the soup or the gravy, so to say, of these raisins. The issue footer number 67 brings down in regards to Kiddush, Mashma mistimas devorov in simin reishayin beis. It appears, therefore, from not mentioning anything over there, shebelo nishtau shloshiyomin. If it hasn't been soaking for three days, lo moel afilu mashicha. Then removing the raisins doesn't help at all. It needs also the three days of soaking in order to be wine, in order to be yotzei kiddush with it. Then he asked the interesting question, what about, we're talking about raisins over here, what about if you had a crushed grape mix over here with the juice of the grape and the crushed pieces of grape? So in this situation, Rav Yashav Zatzal pointed out, it's not called wine, even though you have crushed grapes over here, until you strain it. Until you separate the juice over here, make grape juice separate from the pulp. As the Shulchan Aruch in Yeridea brings down, in regards to whether an Akum touches it or not, does it become Yain Stam or not? And therefore, Elu Hemechinim Mitzanovim Ayidei Risuk Anovim the blender. If a person makes his own grape juice by pouring in grapes into a blender and then blending them, so he has to be careful to separate the pulp over here from the drink, and otherwise he can't make a Bar Priyagofen if there's still pulp inside. Also, the Chavetz Chaim in the Sharetzion, O Samach Tes, brings down that there's another chilek over here that's brought down by the Nahar Sholom. And he says, the usichotin, If you're crushing, you're just squeezing out the raisins over here. Then you don't need over here the separation of the 
raisins from the liquid over here to make a bar priya gofen. Here, when you're only soaking it, then it's not called wine until you physically separate it. Then it's called raisin wine. Otherwise, it's called the marak or the road top of the raisins. Mr. Burin Sivkat Nunches writes, that once you've separated the raisins, then it's considered wine. You make a bar piyagofen as the bracha rishona, and you make a, a bracha achrona, achas mi in shalosh. So the Mishnah tells us this is hainu al hagefen via priyagefen. You don't make al haitz via priyagefen, because this is now wine, so you make a gefen al priyagefen. And he says, look in the achronim, v'ayin bachronim, da'afilu lo romyo gimel v'yosadalit. We're not talking about a case where you poured in three quarts, let's say, and you got out four quarts because the juice from the raisin over here added to the liquid that you had. So you started off with three quarts of water and the raisin, and subsequently you have four quarts of liquid. He says, da'afilu lo romyo gimel v'yosadalit. We're talking about a case where you started off with three quarts of water, let's say, and you end up with three quarts of water, but now it's raisin-flavored water. He says, this is also going to make a bar priyagofen on it. You don't have to actually literally increase the volume of the liquid over here with the raisin flavoring. Why? Vatam, the reason is, the kivin shatzimukim yofin, because these are good raisins over here, koach apriya omid besochan, the taste of the raisin inside the raisin over here, no sin tam chosak, is able to impart its flavor, its taste to the water without necessarily increasing the volume of the water. And therefore, you'd make a bari pre hagofen on this raisin wine over here once you remove the grapes, even though the volume is exactly the amount of volume that you put in. It didn't increase necessarily in volume by the raisin's content. The Mechaber also qualified and said that it has to be a moist, lush type of a raisin and not a dried-out raisin. So the Mr. Burr explains the Sivkat Nuntes. Lomar, the Mechaber is telling us over here, below Shriya, we're talking about that it's moist without soaking it. Yetzeh mehen lechluchas. And in that situation, if you crushed it, the lechluchas would come out in that situation, if you soaked it without crushing it, then the water that now is there will absorb the taste of the raisin, and it's considered yayin gomer once you remove the raisin from the mix. Now, the issue for number 69 says, how much water-raisin ratio do you have to have in order for this to be considered a raisin wine? If you put in one raisin and two gallons of water, it's not going to be called raisin wine, even if it soaks there for three days. So we'll learn in Simon Reish Ayin Bays. You have to have a greater than 1 to 6 ratio of raisins to water. Because you can't have it more than wine. And we said wine can be diluted 5 parts against that part of wine, a 1 to 6 ratio, and still be called wine up to that point. How do you estimate the volume of the raisin against the water? So that's a further discussion here in a machlokis. Do you take into account the swelling of the raisin when you add the water or not? I ain't showing the rest of this footnote. The Mr. Buri in Sivkot and Samach says that the Mechaber told us that if it wasn't a moist raisin, that if you crushed it, liquid would come out. So then if you soak it, we don't consider raisin wine. Rotz the Mishnah Burr is telling us that the Mechaber is explaining, Everybody in this situation would say when you're dealing with a non-moist raisin over here, that if you crushed it, no dvash, no liquid came out. So then everybody would agree that you make a shahakal in this situation. And even though the water does get flavors from this raisin, in this situation, it's not called raisin wine, it's just called a raisin-flavored type of a water. It's just sweat, it's just moisture over here, and you make shahako like you would on any such similar situation. 
follow, we conclude with one last statement from the Chavetz Chaim in the Bir Halacha, Dibra Maskul, Bari Nefashos, on the very last line of Daf Kuv Chesam and Aleph in the Bir Halacha. And here he gives another answer to our dilemma that we had before, what bracha achrona should you make? So we said, eat a fruit and eat and drink something that make a shahakol on, and this way you'll definitely have to go make a Allah Eitz, Valpriya Eitz, and a Bari Nefashos to get around the problem. He says, what happens if you don't have another fruit to eat that you'd make an ala eitz on, but you have wine. So he says, in this situation, tov yishte v'yivarech al hagefen gam alo eitz. So now you're going to drink the wine, you'll be obligated to make al hagefen v'yavriya gefen, and you can add al ha'etz v'yavriya eitz as well, even though it's a suffix, should you have made that on your own. But once you have to make the bracha al hagefen v'yavriya gefen, you can add the words al ha'etz v'yavriya eitz as well. And even though there are those that disagree with this in another situation and say you're not allowed to go and add words when it's a suffix, he says that's when you have an alternative. But here, since you don't have any alternative, so this would be perfectly well that you could say which you're obligated to say, and then you'll add even though that may or may not be an obligation for you, but you could add that over here, and he brings down, this is also the opinion of the Maimah Mordechai and the Chai Odom. That concludes today's shir.